everyone. I'm Debbie Roberts from Property Apprentice. Join me today for the Week in Review, where I talk about current events for the everyday investor and home buyer. Topics for this week, we've got one news on the 10th of October. Bank tells struggling customers to contact them as rate hikes bite. Second topic for this week in review, we've got from interest.co.nz on the 10th of October, residential auction activity slowed slightly in the first week of October. Third topic from One Roof on the 8th of October, back in numbers and aggressively bidding, buyers return to the Auckland auction fray. Fourth topic from New Zealand Herald on the 11th of October, taxing times, what's on the table for tax cuts. Fifth up, we've got from One Roof on the 8th of October, we were saving non-stop. Christchurch couple aged 19 and 21 snag their first home. So first up this week, we've got from One News on the 10th of October, ANZ is urging customers to ask for help sooner rather than later in light of last week's official cash rate. A number of the bank's products will be affected by the 0.5% increase. ANZ economists are anticipating the Reserve Bank of New Zealand to raise the OCR by another 50 basis points at the November monetary policy statement. They're also expecting three 25 basis point increases in the first three meetings of 2023. This will increase the OCR to 4.75%. ANZ New Zealand Director for Personal Banking, Ben Callagher, said that the bank is reviewing its response to global and local market conditions. Global economic uncertainty and high inflation are forcing people to make difficult financial decisions. Higher rates have decreased the demand for loans by about a third. At present, home loan applications are being stress-tested at 8%. Kalahar said that ANZ is ready to offer support to customers through various options available to them. He added that high interest rates could persist for a couple more years, although there are signs of a slight easing in the wholesale market. He observed their customer data that many are in good financial shape and are choosing to pay down their debt and save money where they can. ANZ's rate increases will influence floating home loan rates, but not fixed interest mortgage rates at the moment. Business floating and overdraft rates will also see the annual rate increase by 50 basis points. Savers could see a 0.4 percentage point increase to 2.7%, depending on the type of account that they've got. So I think that's generally, you know, that's really good advice. If you are having difficulty paying your mortgages, definitely talk to your mortgage advisor sooner rather than later uh, to get as much help as you can. There are different options available there that your mortgage advisor can help you through. Second topic for this week in review from interest.co.nz on the 10th of October, residential auction activity slowed slightly in the first week of October. School holidays often result in lower auction numbers as many vendors and potential buyers travel away from home. But even if this was the case, current numbers are lower considering that we're now in the middle of spring. Residential auction activity was slightly cooler last week with fewer homes on offer and fewer selling under the hammer. Interest.co.nz monitored the auctions of 174 residential properties last week from October the 1st to the 7th which was down from 184 in the previous. Only 60 properties were sold under the hammer, which brought in a 34% overall sales rate, down from 41% last week. Auckland had a sales rate of 28%. 
If you'd like to learn more about the property market, feel free to join me at our free Beginner's Guide to Property Investment events available either online or in person in our office in Ellerslie in Auckland. Check out propertyapprentice.co.nz for upcoming dates and register today. If you'd like to find out more about how we can help you to reach your financial goals, you can also book a no-obligation phone call or meeting with my husband, Paul Roberts, via the Property Apprentice website also. So propertyapprentice.co.nz. Third topic for this week in review, on one roof on the 8th of October, back in numbers and aggressively bidding, buyers return to the auction in Auckland. So this is apparently a bit of a contradiction to the previous article, which is quite common when we're going through a period of change in the market. You'll see, you know, one article will say things are increasing and another article on the same day will say things are decreasing. So Auckland's auction rooms are seeing bigger numbers as agents report sales where 10 to 12 bidders are competing to buy a property. Harcourt's Cooper and co-auctioneer Andrew North said that buyers who've been waiting on the sidelines in the last two or three months are now starting to actively participate in the market. He explained that buyers may be starting to notice that what we have is not a buyer's market and prices are not going to go down further. They might be worried that if they hold off any longer, they might lose their buying power as interest rates go up. So I think that's a fairly bold claim. Uh, My personal opinion is that it's definitely still a buyer's market. There could be pockets where there's less opportunity. So, you know, and certainly some properties, there'll be a lot more interest from other buyers as well. But generally speaking, we are still more in a buyer's market than in a seller's market. But I do think that uh, numbers of people entering the property market is certainly on the increase. And as interest rates go up, you are likely to reduce your borrowing power. Harcourt's agent Ian Cunliffe saw five bidders buy for a three-bedroom 1940s house last month, and it sold for $1.78 million, which was just under its CV of $1.84 million. He thinks that people are starting to realise that it's time to make buying decisions and they're seeing the volume of sales in high-value areas pick up. Ray White Parnell agent Dean Tuffley told One Roof he had 10 registered bidders at a recent auction of a three-bedroom bungalow on Corokino Road in Green Lane. The property sold for $1.825 million, which is $200,000 above the CV. Tuffley said both buyers and sellers are now more accepting of the change in market conditions. Buyers are seeking value, while vendors are being more realistic. He added that people make the mistake of avoiding auctions because they're afraid of not selling. Creating competition encourages buyers to take action, which makes selling the property easier, in his opinion. Ray White, Sandringham agent Susan Woods-Markwick, told One Roof she had 12 bidders during the auction of a three-bedroom cottage on Ferguson Avenue in Sandringham. The deceased estate on the market for the first time in 43 years and in need of work ended up selling for $1.65 million. Many buyers are still looking to negotiate, although there has been a remarkable change in price expectations. She said buyers are now more willing to take on higher price points just to secure a home before interest rates go up further. Ray White Remuera agent Ari Starr told One Roof he'd noticed a similar shift in buyer intentions. He noticed that a mix of first-home buyers and buyers looking to step up attended the open homes. People are willing to buy regardless of the market conditions as long as they're getting a good quality home. 
a lot of first-time buyers are interested in places where they can add a bit of value. And on the top end of the market, realistic vendors are seeing their properties sell. Ray White, Remuera agent Steve and Nyla Kuber said they recently sold at auction a $7 million five-bedroom home on Westbourne Road in Remuera. The vendors were willing to sell below the property's CV of $7.4 million. They said this was a deliberate strategy to let potential buyers know they can have it below that price. Fourth topic for this week from the New Zealand Herald on the 11th of October, taxing times, what's on the table for tax cuts? The political debate over tax cuts is ramping up after the government revealed a record tax take, which produced a lower than expected deficit. The government has taken $100 billion in taxes for the first time, while the deficit of $10 billion was half what the Treasury predicted in May. This is the reason why National is pushing for tax cuts, but Finance Minister Grant Robertson said now is not the time, not the ideal time. RNZ examines how our current tax rules favour the wealthy and what National would do to change them and why the Labour government isn't cutting taxes for low and middle income earners. National plans to get rid of the 39% tax rate that kicks in for those earning above 180000 This is a measure to put money back into earners' pockets and it's similar to what the UK did, removing the 45% tax rate for those earning above £150,000 a year. That caused a major economic calamity and heavy criticism for new British Prime Minister Liz Truss and Chancellor of the Exchequer, Kwasi Kwarteng. Tax expert Terry Boucher thinks there are valid comparisons between National's plan and what the UK's government wants to do, or wanted to do. The underlying principle in the UK and New Zealand is to incentivise people. He believes that the trickle-down theory which is at play will benefit higher income earners and those with substantial wealth or capital. National's tax adjustment at the lower end hopes to tackle the cost of living crisis similar to the British tax cuts. However, the British tax cuts weren't as effective as they didn't benefit lower and middle income earners who were greatly affected by the cost of living crisis. National said its priority was to index tax thresholds to inflation, which spokesperson Nicola Willis said would correct for the corrosive impact of inflation. At the moment, each dollar earned up to 14000 in New Zealand is taxed at 10.5%, and those who earn between 14000 and up to 48000 that extra bracket there, is taxed at 17.5%. The 48,000 to 70,000 bracket is taxed at 30% and 70,000 to 180,000 taxed at 33% and each dollar earned above 180,000 at 39%. What National wants to do is to remove that top tax rate and lift the other brackets by just over 11.5% to match the rise in the cost of inflation in the last four years. Bosha clarifies that in order for the plan to make a meaningful impact for low and middle income earners, the inflation baseline should be 2010, which was the year the thresholds were last updated. That would lift the tax brackets by about 24% and mean that the lowest earners would be paying the lowest rate of 10.5% in tax right up to $17,400, while the 17.5% tax rate would go up to almost $60,000 meaning that people on lower incomes would be paying less tax. The New Zealand Herald Wellington business editor, Janae Tibshraney, 
believes that the concept of fairness is a difficult one as it can be different from person to person. In its first term, the Labour government attempted to even the playing field between people who earn income through wages and those earning income from property with the use of a capital gains tax. This was shut down by coalition partner New Zealand First. But in response to soaring property prices last year, the government brought in new rules for property investors, extending the Brightline rule so investors had to pay income tax on any gains made on the value of a residential property that's not their home if they sold within 10 years. It also removed the right of property investors to have the interest on their mortgage deducted from their tax. Bosha thinks that the Brightline test was unpopular as it penalised property owners who were trying to help their children and grandchildren get into the market. He adds that Nationals' plan to reverse interest deductibility and bring the Brightline rule back to two years would be widely popular with a number of voters. Tim Shraney anticipates that the Labour government will make a move regarding tax change, although it will not happen quickly. Next year is certainly going to be interesting when it comes to topics regarding taxes and the housing market since we're heading into a general election. Watch this space. Topic number five, one roof on the 8th of October. We were saving non-stop. Christchurch couple aged 19 and 21 snagged their first home. I would just like to say congratulations like that's really good going especially you know when we're hearing a lot in the media about how impossible it is to buy your first home these days and this young Christchurch couple they've managed to buy their first home and they say they're surprised it happened Emily Walker aged 19 and Braden Taylor aged 21 weren't expecting to be in a position to gather a 10% deposit until 2023 and they only started to save for their first home at the beginning of this year After submitting an offer on a three-bedroom home in Rolleston two hours before the deadline, they were shocked to hear that their conditional offer of $500,000 had been accepted. This was the maximum amount they could spend in Christchurch and still be eligible for the first-home grant. Walker, a service desk employee at an IT company, and Taylor, a landscape gardener, initially thought that Rolleston was too expensive for their budget. The property they bought was formerly a rental and had some minor cosmetic issues, although the couple thinks it's nothing too costly to fix. Walker and Taylor believe that Rolleston is an area with a lot of potential and they see prices continuing to climb, especially over the long term. After their conditional offer was accepted, the couple then worked with a mortgage advisor and by gaining approval for Kayanga Ora's first home grant and first home loan, they were able to secure their first home with just a 5% deposit. They'd saved their $32,000 contribution by watching how they spent this year. Another $20,000 came from their KiwiSaver accounts and more came from the first home grant. They made sure not to incur any major debts other than a couple of credit cards. Their only bills were utilities, rent and groceries. And on the budget they set themselves, they were able to save $600 a week, which is quite an achievement. They also got in a flatmate to help pay the rent on their two-bedroom inner city apartment so that they could save more money. They had no financial help from parents, which is amazing, especially these days when it has certainly become more difficult for people to purchase their first home. Although their new home was further away from Walker's office, she said it was worth it to be paying off their own mortgage and not someone else's. Many people her age think home ownership's not within reach, but they just proved it's possible. 
So congratulations again. I'm sure that you will certainly not regret purchasing your own home. And if anyone out there is looking for help from a mortgage advisor, feel free to get in touch with my team, which is miteam.co.nz, who can certainly help you. We've got a range of excellent mortgage advisors there. And so get in touch with miteam.co.nz for mortgages and insurance. And just a reminder for those of you who haven't been to one of our free events before at Property Apprentice, feel free to register for one of those at propertyapprentice.co.nz. And if you're interested in hearing about how we could help you at Property Apprentice, I explain everything at the end of that two-hour session, uh, which is they're held as live events. So feel free to bring as many questions as you've got, and I'll certainly do my best to answer them during the time allocated. Uh, If you're looking for more information about how Property Apprentice can help you, then feel free to book a no-obligation chat with my husband, Paul. You can book both of those either attending one of our free events live online or live in person in Ellerslie or book a no obligation meeting with Paul using our website propertyapprentice.co.nz. Thanks for listening and tune in next week for another weekly update.